0: Two more China Airlines pilots have tested positive for COVID, making a total of nine cases found in the last seven days. The Central Epidemic Command Center has not yet identified the chain of transmission or found the source of infection. Mass testing and contact tracing is ongoing and airline employees are rushing to get their COVID vaccines.
1: COVID cases are piling up at China Airlines with two new infections reported on Monday. Case number 1102 is a Taiwanese pilot in his 30s who was on assignment in the U.S. from April 6th to 9th and tested negative in Taiwan on April 14th. He was in the U.S. again from April 19th to 22nd and returned to Taiwan on April 24th with a cough and a fever. He was diagnosed with COVID on April 26th. Case number 1105 is also a China Airlines pilot, a Taiwanese man in his 40s. He was on assignment in the U.S. from April 8th to 10th, After returning to Taiwan, he quarantined until April 15th and tested negative on the last day. During his quarantine, he was asymptomatic. He was tested again on April 25th after his colleagues were diagnosed. This time around, the test came back positive.
2: As things are now, there is no way to determine whether the cases are connected. In other words, they were all on different flights, on different international flights. That raises the risk of infection.
1: The nine pilots were on four different teams, making it hard to draw connections. To find the source of infection, the CECC has expanded contact tracing. It will also send special police corps and nursing personnel to the China Airlines quarantine facility to look for oversights in disease prevention. In the wake of the outbreak, airline workers have been rushing to get vaccinated. On Monday, China Airlines sent three buses full of people to Taoyuan General Hospital to get their
2: shots. Starting tomorrow, there will be a temporary clinic at the CAL Park, staffed by Taoyuan General Hospital doctors. They'll take samples, perform blood tests, and administer vaccines. Since China Airlines has a lot of employees, the clinic will be in place until May 10th.
1: A total of 1,272 people will get tested, and nearly half of the tests have been completed. China Airlines has canceled some of its flights to speed up testing in hopes of containing the outbreak quickly. When asked if China Airlines should cancel all of its flights, Health Minister Chen Shizhong said there was no need yet due to the low case count. He said the government would
0: continue monitoring the outbreak and adjust policies as necessary. Dozens of students and faculty at a Taipei University are possible contacts of a COVID case. According to National Taiwan University of Science and Technology, 65 of its students and faculty were at Taipei Grand Mosque at the same time as a China Airlines pilot who later tested positive. The school says all 65 have been asked to practice a stringent form of self-health management. They've also been banned from entering the university's campus until the end of the month. Here at Taiwan Tech, teachers and students keep face masks firmly
1: on. Unease has descended on campus after it came to light that some students and faculty may have come into contact with a pilot who tested positive for COVID.
2: they said that anyone who had gone to the mosque should start self-isolating. We only found out yesterday that 65 people had been there. I think our school administration should give us more information, like how they are handling the incident.
1: Students complain that they're not getting the information they want from the school administration. After the infected pilot's whereabouts were made public last Friday, the university conducted its own investigation over two days, confirming that two teachers, one Ph.D. student and 62 other students had attended the same service. Service as the pilot at Taipei Grand Mosque. According to the school, all 65 possible contacts are Indonesian or Pakistani, with no Taiwanese nationals in the mix.
2: All the students who attended the event at Taipei Grand Mosque wore face masks. They all prayed facing the same direction, so there was less of a chance of face-to-face contact. I think that's eased our worries a little bit.
1: The school says transmission is unlikely, but it's not taking any risks. The campus was fully disinfected on Sunday, and the 65 affected people are undergoing a stringent form of self-health management. 45 of the affected students have been moved into special dormitories, where they sleep 3 to 5 to a room with beds spread out for social distancing. They've been asked to not return to campus before the end of April
2: only six to five teachers and students have been temporarily banned from entering campus. The rest of their activities can continue as usual.
1: The university is one of the examination venues for this weekend's entrance exams for technical and vocational schools. Taiwan Tech says there's no need to worry as they've already made all necessary preparations.
2: The university has held many exams during the pandemic, so I think we will be able to hold these as planned.
1: Meanwhile, Taipei Grand Mosque has come under scrutiny for not requiring visitors to register their attendance, which has made contact tracing more difficult. Taipei City says it will ask organizers of large-scale events to implement real-name registration, possibly through the use of the city's Taipei Pass system.
2: Moving forward, we will encourage large gatherings in Taipei to register attendance. Maybe we can even let them use our Taipei Pass system. We'll provide consultation to venues that hold big events, not just Taipei Grand Mosque, but venues that hold other kinds of religious gatherings and other events.
1: Although real-name registration is not legally required, Taipei City says it will encourage organizers to implement the measure to facilitate contact tracing in the
0: event of an outbreak. Last weekend's rain showers didn't do much to lift the lower half of Taiwan out of the drought. Authorities say very little rain fell over reservoir catchment areas in southern and central Taiwan. The next round of rain in the region won't be till Thursday, but forecasters say even then it won't be enough to dial back the deficit.
1: After months of drought, rain finally fell over southern Taiwan on Sunday. Accumulation was highest in Tainan's Dongshan District with 53 millimeters and Pingdong's Majia Township with 49.5. But very little of that rainfall fell over local catchment areas.
2: In mountainous areas in southern Taiwan, there was some rain accumulation, roughly 40 millimeters. It did help the southern reservoirs a bit, but there wasn't that much rain over the catchment, so that help was quite limited. Today, the water vapor from south China will start to dry up. There may be localized showers in the east and south, and watch out for heavy afternoon showers in mountainous areas of central and southern Taiwan.
1: Moisture levels will drop starting Tuesday, leaving a chance of brief showers only in windward areas and mountainous areas of central and southern Taiwan, where thunderstorms may break out. On Thursday, a front will sweep in, but it's only expected to bring rain to central and northern Taiwan as well as the east coast.
2: On Thursday, April 29th, a front will pass. We expect this to be the day with the most rain this week. The chance of rain is greatest in central and northern Taiwan and the east coast. Compared to yesterday's rainfall from the southern China cloud system, there will be more accumulation in the upper half of the island, a bit more than we had yesterday. As for which reservoirs will benefit, that should be the ones in the upper half. In the south, the effects will be limited.
1: The rain from Thursday's front is only expected to last one day. According to the Central Weather
0: Bureau, the South may have to wait until next month for an end to the drought. Taiwan stocks got the week off to a strong start on Monday, rising 1.57 percent to a fresh high of 17,572 points. The rally was led by electronics, finance and old economy stocks. Analysts are optimistic that there's still upside in the week ahead, especially in shipping and steel. Over on the Forex, the new Taiwan dollar closed up at 27.959 against the greenback on turnover of 1.23 billion US dollars. Taiwan's currency is now at its strongest point in 24 years after rising for months. Analysts say the trend could reverse course in the second half of the year, with higher US bond yields giving a lift to the greenback. In the days of COVID, zero contact services are all the rage. Now you can even ring the bell on the bus without dirtying your hands. A new app produced by Taichung City Government lets users ask the bus driver to stop with just one tap. That means no more reaching for the button on the rail.
1: Before getting off the bus, make sure you press the bell to alert the driver, unless you're in Taizhong, where there's a new option. Now you can access the bell on your phone. Download the app and turn on your Bluetooth, and it will automatically find the bus you're on. You can press the bell on your screen.
2: It's quite convenient, especially during the pandemic. You don't have to touch something that could have been touched by anybody else. If you're carrying lots of things and the bus is bouncing, pressing the bell can be rather dangerous. Now you can just tap on the app and when the bus stops you get off in a relaxed way. I think it's convenient and safer.
1: But some are worried that troublemakers could use the app to press the bell at every stop.
2: If you press a bell at more than two stops in a row, you'll be timed out for 30 minutes or until you get on a new bus.
1: The app is the creation of Taichung Department of Transportation with Shoping University of Science and Technology and Donghai University. It uses the low-power, short-range Bluetooth technology, meaning you don't need any extra accessories or even an internet connection. It won't interfere with your other Bluetooth devices like headphones.
2: The serial number of each bus is unique. Of course, the app has some design in it, so if you're on the street and a bus goes past, you can't press the bell. The bus will only be affected if you ring the bell when you are on it.
1: The app works on three bus routes right now, and 80 vehicles are connected to the
0: system. Taijun waits to see whether the zero-contact bus bell is the future. Now, a pastry chef from Kaohsiung has launched a special Mother's Day project. The Cordon Bleu chef was born with visual impairments, but now creates French delicacies that look just as magnificent as they taste. His Mother's Day initiative uses the red rose to celebrate motherly love. Pastry chef Li
1: Chang bakes in sunglasses. He was born colorblind and with a visual impairment. That didn't stop him getting his pastry chef's credentials from Le Cordon Bleu Culinary School. This Mother's Day, he's working with a top restaurant to offer two French delicacies presented with a rose and mousse filling. Red represents the love of mother and child.
2: Red symbolizes one's love for one's mother, a passionate heart.
1: To Lee's eyes, red looks like orange, but with practice, he's trained himself to decorate these delicate pastries perfectly. He has to squint to complete the finishing touches, which highlight his beautiful designs and sweet and sour recipes.
2: I gave it a sweet and sour flavor paired with a French flaky crust to give it a richer taste and texture. This is my gift for Mother's Day. He didn't want to fall behind others to be at the bottom of the pile. So he had to spend every evening in the kitchen experimenting, always experimenting and always perfecting his practice. Everyone who works in the industry comes to him all the time and asks, for example, about how to make macarons or for advice on creating different products. They feel his achievements are extraordinary and I'm so proud of him.
1: Lee's mother is enjoying a special Mother's Day this year. She's especially happy about a youth project launched by Lee and the restaurant, aiming to allow more
0: people to benefit from her son's talent. Over in Japan, 27-year-old Taiwanese Wu Ting is playing some of the best baseball of his career. The infielder who plays for the Saitama Seibu Lions of Japan's Professional Baseball League is leading his team in the Triple Crown stats with a .303 batting average, three home runs and 15 RBIs. He's also mustered hits in all of his last eight games. Japan's Pacific League TV has held him as, quote, Taiwan's most valuable treasure. In an interview with a Japanese baseball magazine, Wu said he would be very willing to play for Taiwan if it were to compete in the Tokyo Olympics. He said he aspired to outperform his father, who played for Taiwan at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics, where his team won bronze. For the first time ever, two Taiwanese swimmers have both cleared the Olympics qualifying time. Wang Guanghong and Wang Xinghao both have a spot guaranteed at the Tokyo Olympics. And the two young stars are training harder than ever. Their goal is to swim side by side in the quarterfinals.
3: 19-year-old swimming star Wang Guanhong swam the 200-meters butterfly in 1 minute 56.48 seconds at the 2019 World Junior Swimming Championships. That won him a place at the Tokyo Olympics. Last year, he swam 1 minute 49.89, setting a new world record for youth short-distance swimming. He can't wait for his first Olympics.
4: Actually, it doesn't feel that stressful to me. I don't give myself that much pressure. The closer it gets, the more excited I am actually, because I don't want to give myself too much pressure at my first Olympics. I want to perform at my best.
3: The Tokyo Olympics is mere months away, and Wang's coaches are intensifying his training regime. They've brought in a Japanese fitness coach to improve his core training, aerodynamics, and power.
4: The core training has to be a really high level. Before I go in the pool, I generally do 30 minutes to almost an hour of core training.
3: And there's another one preparing for Tokyo too. In 2019, Wang Xinhao cleared the Olympics qualifying time in the 200 meters medley at the Hong Kong Open Swimming Championships. Now 21, he comes from a family of pro swimmers. His aunt, the former Olympic swim team star Wang Qi, flew over from home in the U.S. to help him prepare.
4: She has a lot of faith in me. Her goal is for me to qualify for the 400-meter freestyle and the 400-meter medley. Her training style is very intense. She doesn't go easy on me. When I'm done or I'm about to swim again, she cheers me on and she trains with me to inspire me.
3: Many global swimming events are cancelled during the pandemic, which has cost both Wangs a lot of precious practice opportunities.
4: My mood these days is very up and down. I'm still doing a lot of strengthening training. My most recent goal was the College Cup, which I made a kind of warm-up for the Olympics to give it my all. And now I'm working out whether I can go to the Japan Open in June.
3: This is Taiwan's first time with two swimmers both clearing the Olympics qualifying time. Their coaches say they rank in the top four Asian swimmers.
0: Their goal is to both get in the quarterfinals. While Taiwan has escaped much of the worst of the pandemic, international chaos has impacted the lives of many. Pro athletes who rely on global championships have had it harder than most. For pro pool player and world champion Zhou Jieyu, pandemic life has meant a complete pivot for her career. She's now focusing on teaching pool as well as a challenging new business venture. Let's head to New Taipei to find out more.
1: Pool player Zhou Jieyu flourishes the queue as only a professional can. She's been playing almost 20 years and brought home many national and international titles, even becoming the youngest ever champion of the Amway Women's World Open. Now she teaches at her own school, helping guide the next generation. Despite her global successes, Joe has a patient and generous demeanor with students. And as the pandemic wreaks havoc on athletes' livelihoods, she has a new venture, running a stir-fry restaurant.
2: Because of the pandemic, many international tournaments have been suspended, which means, apart from my teaching, I don't have tournaments to attend. I previously had researched with my friends this idea of opening a restaurant.
1: The pandemic cut Joe's income by two-thirds overnight, but she stayed positive, investing $1.5 million in a joint restaurant venture in New Taipei's Luzhou district, spread out over two floors and 35 pings. The second floor is a pool hall of eight years standing. Business is busy for Joe, but she keeps playing. After all, who doesn't want to try their hand beside a champion?
4: The taste is different other The price is also very I saw Zhou the After
2: Zhou opened this In the daytime, we get mostly office workers and business lunches. In the evening and at weekends, we do some little family-style stir-fry dishes. It's my first time running a restaurant. There are lots of things I didn't understand, but I'm slowly trying things out.
1: Joe takes an interest in every aspect of the restaurant, right down to keeping the shop sign sparkling. She wants her food to be known for attention to detail, just like her cue skills.